Hello again and welcome back to Daily Devotions with North Clay Baptist Church. My name is Pastor Drew and we're continuing in our one-year Bible reading plan today by looking at Psalms 13, 14, 15, and 16. And starting in, ver- uh, excuse me, starting in Psalm chapter 13, we read that this is a Psalm of David. And in this Psalm, we see a lament of David from his individual perspective. Uh, We should contrast this to Psalm 12, which we looked at yesterday. And in uh, the ESV study Bible, we learned that Psalm 12 is a lament from sort of the community perspective. Uh, Whereas Psalm 13, uh, as we come to find out, is actually an individual lament from David's individual perspective. Now, the particular circumstances that uh, that surround the writing of this psalm are uh, not entirely clear. Uh, It's not specifically defined for us. However, the use of the term enemy within the psalm uh, could indicate that this was written during a time of warfare. However, we know from the entirety of Scripture that sickness and death are also called enemies. So the application of this psalm could apply in any distress. At the end of this psalm, David recognizes that despite his circumstances, Yahweh has dealt bountifully with him. As we read in verses 5 and 6, he says, But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Again, not only by providing every breath that we breathe, but also by providing salvation in the person and work of His Son, Jesus Christ. God has dealt bountifully with us. God has dealt bountifully with us in creation as well as dealt bountifully with us in redemption. And so regardless of what circumstances we find ourselves in, we can recognize that God has dealt bountifully with us and because of that, we can rejoice in the Lord. Moving on to Psalm 14, another another Psalm of David. In this Psalm, David is contemplating the plight of the fool. He begins by examining the character and attitude of the fool, and then moves on to contemplating the fate of the fool. And by fool, David is not simply uh, engaging in uh, name-calling. Rather, the term fool is actually a moral judgment. We see in the book of Proverbs that the fool hates knowledge. As well as in uh, Ecclesiastes, we see that the fool walks in darkness. And so rather than being simply an insult to someone's intelligence, being labeled a fool was being labeled as one who does not understand the true nature of reality as God's creation. We also learn elsewhere in the New Testament that all of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in the person and work of Jesus Christ. So not only is a fool someone who does not understand the true nature of reality as God's creation, but a fool is also someone who rejects the source of true knowledge and wisdom, and that is the person and work of Jesus Christ. Moving on into Psalm 15, a Psalm of David. In this Psalm, David points out the requirements for those who would enjoy communion with God. We read, in the first two verses, O Lord, who shall, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? He who walks blamelessly and does what is right. We find out in this psalm that the standard, the requirement to enjoy communion with God, ultimately is perfection. 
And more than a checklist for us to fill out, this psalm serves as an indictment on all of mankind because by this standard, we are not only unworthy to be in God's presence, but we are actually worthy because of our sin to experience eternity in hell. But again, this is where we see the gospel of Jesus Christ in the pages of the Psalms because it is ultimately on the basis of Christ's perfection that we are able to enjoy fellowship with God. And lastly, looking at Psalm 16, Psalm 16 is a, a mitkam of David. Again, there's not complete agree, agreement on exactly what a mitkam is. Uh, in my ESV study Bible, we see that it is uh, probably a musical or liturgical term. And again, in Calvin's commentary, he takes uh, the position that it's some sort of tune that the psalm was set to. And in this psalm, David expresses his confidence in the Lord to protect and preserve him. We also see that famous verse in verse 10, which reads, For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your Holy One see corruption. And we actually mentioned this verse in our first devotional in the book of Psalms. And we know that David was, ultimate, uh, was uh, in the immediate sense, speaking about himself. He was speaking of the preservation and the protection that was afforded to him by Yahweh. But the New Testament authors, namely Peter and Paul, looked at this particular verse and understood it correctly as pointing to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that is true for us, the confidence that we have in God to protect and preserve us. And that is also true of David, that ultimately our protection and our preservation comes through the resurrection and the gospel of Jesus Christ. 